Welcome back to the Dump on the Ump, Season 5, Week 17, ladies and gentlemen, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tonight is Tuesday, May 14th, broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hi, what's up, Joel? This is Sam. I'm broadcasting at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for this week is that the hardest out to get in the American League is not Mike Trout. It's not George Springer. It is Rafael Devers of the Boston Red Sox, who over the past month has been batting at a clip almost uh, of 400 and has kind of seemed to have let go of his... um, old ways of swinging at every single pitch that was thrown in the direction of home plate. Um, he's hitting incredibly. He's taking pit, He's waiting for his pitches and he just recently started hitting for power. So pay attention to him on the Red Sox for the rest of the season um, to continue that, I think. Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, I agree with everything Sam just said, by the way. But my hot take uh, this week is that the so-called slugger Bryce Harper is actually a dud. Uh, the Phillies, of course, made a major offseason deal with Bryce Harper, who came from the Nationals, um, paying him for a 13-year deal. I forget what the dollar amount, but it's absurd. $330 million? $330 million a week. <clears throat> Um, he is currently batting 222, um, and is leading the MLB in strikeouts. So well done Phillies. Um, the investment is paying dividends, you chumps. What's your name? Oh, this is Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just was so excited (laughs) that hot take out there. Bryce Harper's a dud. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks. Name? Thanks so much. Again, my name is Joel. I'm in Champaign, Illinois. My hot take for the week is boo. Boo at the Toronto Blue Jays in a weekend game against the Chicago White Sox. One of the Blue Jays hitters hit a strongly hit foul ball down the third baseline. A Blue Jays fan reached out over the stands to pick it up off the grass, and he tumbled head over heels onto the field, did a somersault, sunglasses landed on his head, got the ball, had to be helped back into the stands, and then was escorted off the premises. Was that in Toronto or in Chicago? That was in Toronto. And I know that, you know, if there's a streaker or fan on the field, intentionally, he needs to be escorted off the field. But this guy was just trying to make a play on the ball and happened to do a rather hilarious slow-mo somersault onto the field. (laughs) My hot take, if a fan of your team unintentionally ends up on the field... He is then subbed in for your left fielder and has to play the rest of the game. 
You would have so many people unintentionally <laughs> falling into the stand. That'd be like the first thing I'd do at a game. Oh, no, no. He, has to, he has to be the catcher for the rest of the game. That would be yeah. more of a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, that's do you know how terrifying it would be to have to be at bat the eighth spot of your team? Right, or to just go, like, be, like, five or six beers in and then like fall on the field. And then all of a sudden you're trying to catch like a 99 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no cups allowed. Right. No yeah. cup. You have to bring your own cup. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you might fall onto the field, you better have a goddamn jock on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It would improve preparations. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Thanks to everybody who has been listening to us. Listen to us last week. Check out those episodes. We talked a lot of NBA basketball. I assume we will continue to talk NBA basketball this evening. Special guest Malin was on for two episodes. Yeah, man. Last week. Shout out to Malin. Thanks so much. I think she's more polished radio than we are on her first time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I felt a little threatened actually. I'm mean, like, thought for sure I'd log on today and you guys would have replaced me. I know, or me, honestly. <laughs> Check out our Game of Thrones episode. I listened to it and I don't even understand what I'm saying in the last eight minutes of that episode. <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like, Joel, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I think you roofied yourself. I, I, I would suspect that you had gotten roofied, but I can see you, and you were alone in your room the entire time. So, um, yeah, that's the first time on Dump of the Ump history for me that I've had to cut a, a recorded story. <laughs> uh, you know, Joel publicly getting more inebriated—that's a dump on the ump uh, tradition, right. honestly. Right. That's also. A- Champagne, Illinois tradition. That's also Champagne, Illinois tradition. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody who listened to us last week. Mountain View, California. What up, Google? Boynton, Virginia. Champagne, Illinois. Marsh Harbor, Bahamas. That is my parents who on their vacation to the Bahamas wow. listened to the podcast and were texting it. To, um, that's dedication. I know. That's thanks, awesome. Mom and Dad. Thanks, mom and dad. A uh, couple. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think our parents have listened in like four years, honestly. Oh, you need to get them on that. <laughs> <clears throat> Westbrook, Vermont, Portland, Oregon, Elgin, Illinois, Seattle, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Edmond, Oklahoma. Thanks everybody for listening. Keep it up. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Apple, iTunes, and. Starting this weekend, I got us on Spotify, so I'm real excited about that. We'll be posting those links. So thanks for checking us out. Give us a subscription, a rating, and a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Um, We'll read it on the air if you do so. Uh, This is the A Block. So, guys, did you watch any baseball this week? Uh, I watched some baseball this afternoon. Watched the White Sox get clobbered by the Indians. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty brutal for your guys, but I thought that your TV guys were really funny. Yeah, I like them. Stone and Benetti. And I feel like one of the great things about baseball is it's like goes hand in hand with how each ballpark is a little different, but like, I feel like each baseball team's 
announcers, TV and radio announcers bring their own specific like this is what this city thinks of baseball. Like these these are the people they're like the influencers of baseball for this town, you know? Right. So and some of them were good. I thought the Chicago guys were pretty good. But didn't there used to be an old guy or no? Yeah, Hawk Harrelson. Ken Hawk Harrelson. And this is going to be kind of awkward because amongst all my White Sox Twitter friends, he's kind of revered and beloved. But and I just thought he sucked. Um, and maybe that's only because I caught kind of the last three or four seasons of him as our play-by-play guy. Where he, I think, lost his mind and would just really say the most random-ass shit possible, and not in a good way. But Hawk is, you know, the, you can put him on the board. Right. Yeah. That's that guy, yeah. That's him. And then the other one is, don't stop now, boys. You know, those are his sayings. Right. Uh, Calling us the good guys. I well, know. I thought the play-by-play guy was pretty funny. He's like a younger dude. And yeah. He was like trying to eat a funnel cake while during the broadcast because someone had sent it up to them. And then he like kept trying to give it to the other guy. And the other guy was like, <laughs> clearly didn't eat that stuff. But he was like, he's like, oh, no. And then the guy was like trying to do play-by-play, but he was also like eating funnel cake. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, but then he's good. He actually does the ESPN StatCast broadcast. You remember uh, that? Uh, I, I thought his voice sounded familiar, actually. Yeah, and so he does a good job. Steve Stone does a good job, too. He's actually written books. He was a pitcher for several teams in the 70s and 80s. Cubs, White Sox, uh, like the A's, I want to say. He was kind of a journeyman pitcher in the 70s and 80s. And then wrote books about it and is a pretty good author from what I've heard. One of my favorite things is, what is it like to be in a... No, that's, that's, don't worry about it. That's my neighbors. Oh, your neighbors are young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're the announcers for, like, a bad team because the White Sox got their asses kicked today. So I imagine Stone and Benetti had to spend a lot of time talking about funnel cake and baseball in the 70s. Yeah. No, they definitely did that. And the guy, the pitcher... Stone. Stone. Mm-hmm. He kept talking about how terrible he was coming out of the bullpen. That was pretty funny too. That is funny. <clears throat> one of my one of my favorite memories from this season, I think they were actually playing the Indians this game too, was people had abandoned nachos in like baseball themed bowls. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. And seagulls had des- descended upon them. And started eating the nachos out of the bowls. And they kept cutting to this for an entire inning. And it was like, <laughs> yep, that bird is still getting at those nachos. Look at him go. <laughs> for like a really long time. <laughs> and they were, were they still... also losing that game horribly? Yes, they were. Um, I, uh, another game I watched, and this is kind of related, was I watched part of a Dodgers game last week, I guess, for some reason. But there was the guy who, the commentator for the Dodgers, was not that guy. What's his name? The old guy? Vince Scully. 
Right. But he was also he also was doing it by himself. So it was like this young guy who they were like trying to make Vin Scully, too, because he was, you know, nobody else does the play by play by, you know, does the whole booth by themselves other than Vin Scully. And this kid was also doing that. Uh So that was interesting. Is he any good? He was okay. It sounded like he might. I don't know know if he'd make it. He sounded like he might have a nervous breakdown. You know, I thought Vin Scully got retired a couple of seasons ago. He might have. He was for I don't know. He for a while he was doing just like home games, right. and they had like celebrity broadcasters or something for a while. But I I felt like since this guy was by himself, I took that to be that he was the next guy. Yeah. So good luck to him. He probably will develop a really bad drinking problem. That would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the White the White Sox got their asses handed to them today by Cleveland nine nothing. That ended a a little three game win streak. And honestly, you know the White Sox they won. They're they're sitting at nineteen and twenty two right now. They won their nineteenth game this year more than a month earlier than they won their nineteenth game last year. Okay. Oh, they're doing much better right now. I still think they're going to be a 72-win team. The problem is virtually every pitcher they have is hurt, and those pitchers aren't even any good. (laughs) And so people on Twitter are seriously discussing whether or not the White Sox need to sign James Shields again. (laughs) Oh, no. Seriously? Seriously. playing? He's, he's unsigned. He's available. <laughs> well, why don't they sign Keiko? That That's the question. The issue is they also want to wait until the deadline so they don't have to trade prospects to Houston in exchange for Keiko because right. the White Sox are not planning on competing this for year. a playoff spot this year. Right. So they would take Keiko, but the prospects are more valuable to them at this point. Yeah, no, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, I could be our fifth starter right now for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, man, you should do that. I will. I'm going to go <laughs> fall out of the stands on purpose. <laughs> so <laughs> so you just got to get, like, seats kind of in the eye line of where, the like, the manager walking out of the White Sox dugout will see you in the stands, you know? Right. And it'll be like, oh, hey, you, kid, yeah. get in here, you know? I'm 34, so. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, me? Like yeah. eating a hot dog? <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, like, all, offense is good. Anderson, Moncada, Abreu, Eloy Jimenez is going to come back. We, we're a good team if you ignore... The pitching, the defense, and the bottom half of our lineup. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough way to look at your team. What's the, what's the lefty pitcher for you guys? Is he one of the guys who got hurt? Um, like well, seventy nine miles, seventy nine miles an hour, but has a bunch of wins. Carlos Rodon is the one who got hurt. We've got Lopez. Uh, Giolito, yeah, Lopez, he had a rough start. He's had a couple of good uh, outings. His last two outings have been decent. 
he sucked at the beginning. He had a 12 ELA at one point. But he settled in. Last time he pitched against Cleveland, seven innings, two hits, one run. So um, he's settling in. Uh, Lopez is good. I I think Giolito is going to be fine. One question I have is uh, Ivan Nova. His ELA is at 6-2-9 right now, which is the best it's been all season. Former Yankee, Ivan Nova? Yeah. The the scouting report on him is he can beat the Cleveland Indians and nobody else. <laughs> well, that's good. They're division. Right. But we'll see. It could be a uh, long road. Well, <clears throat> The the problem is we're probably gonna have to call up some double A schlemiel to be our fifth guardian. I uh, I texted you the, earlier this week about this, but the funny thing is is that we have a dump on the ump Instagram account, shameless Instagram plug. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. Um, <clears throat> which Joel and I share the workings of, but Joel has gone ahead and liked like all of the White Sox. Uh, <clears throat> all of the White Sox players uh, followed all the White Sox players, all of the White Sox fan pages, all of the White Sox like press things. And so if you look at our Instagram feed, you would think that the Chicago White Sox were the best team in the major leagues <laughs> because everything is like so raw, raw White Sox. And so I had texted Joel earlier this week. I was like, what is the White Sox record? And he was like, oh, like 19 and 25. <laughs> Nineteen and twenty-two at the at the moment. Nineteen and twenty. Yeah, this was yesterday, maybe. But is only it, six and a half games back from the Twins. Eli, is that counting the loss to the Indians today? I think it is. Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're 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 a four sixty-three. We're four sixty-three team. That's exactly where we should be. And we're what, like a quarter of the way through the season? Yeah. That's depressing. No, it's good. No, no, not the winning percentage. It's just I feel like the season, so much of the season has gone past. The Red Sox have sucked for so much of it. But not the last, what, 10 games? More than that. As of late, the Red Sox have won eight of their last 10. Yeah. Right, but they've also won like 15 of their last 20, probably. Yep. And uh, they're only three games back from the Rays right now. And. Um, are the second hottest team in baseball behind the Astros and the Cubs and the Cubs? Yeah. They're they're neck and neck with the Cubs. Yeah. Um, who have also been playing out of their shoes. That's a good. But, thing. but the Red Sox are headed in the right direction because everyone on their team, as you said in your hot take, Sam, uh, with Raphael Devers forming with the highest batting average in the American League. At least that's what they said on the radio today. He. Um, that's people overperforming who are not your Mookie Betts, who are not your J.D. Martinez. The Red Sox have this guy, Michael Chavez, who, you know, he had an 0-18 streak, but then came back and he's hit about three home runs and six at-bats or something like that. I don't think that Rafael Devers is overperforming, I, I would like to say. I feel like this is what they had in mind when they brought him up straight from, like, single A as a 19-year-old two seasons ago. Like, this is the sort of 
potential that they saw in him. I am going to have to see a bigger sample size to jump on that bandwagon because he can, um, he could just be having a hot streak right now. That's true. So I'm not, I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon just yet. I love the way that he's seeing the ball and, you know, a big part of his hits, a, a large portion of his hits over the last 15 games or so have been going to left field, which is not historically, um, or going to the opposite field. He's a righty, right? Mm, no, he's a lefty. Lefty. So going to left field, opposite field hitting, um, which is something that he hasn't been great at. And um, so those are all the right things that you want to see, but I have more faith in the long term in a person like J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts who have not been playing their best as of late. So um, look for the Red Sox to continue to win is all that I'm saying. Martinez has been making it lately. You picked it up better. Both both him and Mookie Betts are playing better, but I still wouldn't. I would, they're still just performing as um, just not even close to what they were at their peak last year. So you can see the upside potential of what they where they could be. I mean, last small sample size, last six games, JD Martinez is seven for twenty-two with three home runs. Seven OBIs and nine runs. Yep, that's good. Yeah. Not bad. How about pitching? I mean, the offense, I always assumed, was going to take care of itself. How's the pitching going? It seems to be doing better, too. Uh, Chris Sale has strung together quite a few uh, solid starts in a row. Rick Purcello got shelled for four runs in the first inning in after having two really solid starts. Um, but luckily the Sox came back and scored nine runs immediately for him. So, right. And he didn't give up anything after that. And either. he didn't give up anything after that. So that was a positive sign looking very much like the Rick Porcello of his Cy Young year when he would give up six runs every game. But uh, the, for whatever reason, the Red Sox would score 20 game, 20 runs every time he pitched giving him, what what did he get, like 21 wins that year or something? Yeah. So um, he tends to have good run support when he pitches, and I think that um, sale pitching well is good. Eduardo Rodriguez, who is our young lefty, has also been pitching well. He's a big question mark all the time for injury. Um, and I think um, David Price is still on the DL. But I'm not. David Price is on the DL, yeah. So, you know, things are starting to click. We're only three games back, and we're on sort of a meteoric rise along with the Yankees. Rays continue to be at number one in the AL East, which is not something we expected. We expected sort of the Red Sox and Yankees to be battling it out just like last year. I called Rays. You did call Rays. That's right. I, I should not. Be so presumptuous. Um, people who don't have their heads in their asses <laughs> believe that the Red Sox and Yankees would be sort of battling it out. And it looks like if this sort of trend continues, that we'll be right right where we thought we were just 
perhaps a couple couple months later. Yeah, than- well, that's my next question. I mean, I mean, right now you've got the Rays at the top of the East and the Twins at the top of the Central. Rays have only half a game on the Yankees and lost. Was it two out of three over the weekend to New York? Yeah, I think so. And Minnesota still has a three and a half game lead over Cleveland. Which team do you trust more? Which team do you think is going to fade? Or both? Do you think they will both fade as the season goes on? I think that the uh, I think that the Red Sox and the Yankees. I still think that they'll be duking it out for the top of that division. Okay. I don't think that the Rays will have the staying power to like compete with the kind of deeper. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't think that the Rays have the sort of uh, deepness on their bench to absorb injuries the way that the Red Sox and especially the Yankees have. Uh The Yankees have sent like 20 people to the IL this year. (laughs) I did air quotes there. I saw that. Those of you who are listening. Um, But I think that if there is a team that seems to be at the top and could end the season there, I would say it was definitely the Minnesota Twins. Uh, not necessarily because I have a lot of faith in them as a ball club. I just feel like the AL Central yeah. is vulnerable, especially after the Indians lost Kluber um, to a pretty serious injury, it seemed like, a couple like a week ago. Here's my hot take about the Yankees. Everyone on the internet has been amazed at how great they've been doing with their essential their, their B team. Because literally everyone on the New York Yankees has been hurt the past several weeks. But maybe that's, you know, not asking the right questions of, are you sure that the Yankee starters are actually that good? So uh, my hot take part B, I guess, for this segment is all the Yankee starters, Judge, Sanchez, Giancarlo Stanton, they're all going to come back. And then the Yankees are going to go into a tailspin. Yeah, because Lumpy sucks. Because Lumpy Lumpy sucks. Hashtag Lumpy sucks. Hashtag Lumpy sucks. Stan's hurt, right? Yeah, they're all hurt, but they're all going to come back someday. Well, I think that Stan just got hurt again. Yeah. I mean, too bad. Oh, good. Yeah, no, you had it right the first time. Fuck that guy. Um, I think to your question of who I think will fade, um, I don't think that I do think the Rays will fade. Um, the Yankees, I don't know, they play in a little league sized field with a bunch of sluggers, so they're always going to have a pretty good chance of winning. Um, and I, you know, we'll <laughs> no offense to your White Sox, but. I'm not sure that they'll end up third. I bet we do. No way, dude. We're going to go 72 and 90, and we're going to be third in the AL Central. (laughs) Well, I think that the Indians are underperforming so far, and they're in second place with three and a half games back from the Twins. Um, A lot of their pitchers have been hurt, right? Um, Right. Clevenger and Kluber. Well, we talked about this over the offseason. The Indians let a lot of guys go. We they're like doing this weird thing where they're in a weak division, so they're 
tanking, but also figuring they're going to win the division anyway. They're like it's rebuilding basically. from the top. Yeah. yeah. Same with the Washington Nationals are doing the same thing. Yeah, but it's not working for them. It's not working for them. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier for these teams in these, you know, these form, you know, powerhouse teams in weak divisions to do their rebuild without losing a whole lot. And as far as like being an interesting team, you know? Yeah. All right. We got time for one more topic. Do you want to do um, early nominees for the Cy Young or do you want to talk about the National League? Uh, well, we could talk about pitchers in the National League, too. Okay. Um, so there's there was a straw poll, um, flash poll that came out today and just sort of early leaders uh, for MLB.com and Cy, Cy Young for the Cy Young Award. And, of course, this is so early, so, of course, so many different things could change. But I'll, I'll just, to you guys, who do, who do you think, um, were leading the polls in the American League and the National League. Any guesses? Cy Young. Uh, uh, there is this guy. What's his name? For who? For what for team? The, for the Brewers, right? Am I right about this? Yeah, the rookie. Some, the rookie for the Brewers uh, who is pitching out of his mind right now. Yep, Chris Paddock. Oh. No, oh, that's Paddock's. that's San Diego. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Life imitates art. That was classic. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, he's not one of the top three. What about Zach Davies? Zach Davies is the one I'm thinking of. For Milwaukee, he's four and zero. Do you mean Milwaukee or do you mean San Diego? I mean the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean the Milwaukee Padres or right. Madres. Madres. Um, <laughs> he's 4-0, 1.54 ERA, 31 Ks, and a 1.22 whip. Nope, it's not him. What about Ryu, the Korean dude for the LA Dodgers? Yep, Hwen uh, Jin Ryu. Um, who's having an amazing beginning of the year. He's on my fantasy baseball team and um, picked up, pitched a complete game, shut out, um, and then within the same week had a no-no going through two outs in the eighth before giving up a double. He's yeah. ranked number three in the in this poll in the National League. Is Shoja on the list? Because Shoja's been pitching well, but he hasn't been winning. He's not. Okay. So number one in the American League is Justin Verlander with nearly 80% of the vote. Yeah. Um, he's pitching pretty well with, you know, batting average against is 163, which is ridiculous. His whip is 82. And he's third in strikeouts with 68 and fourth in ERA at 2.51. Um, leading the National League is Luis Castillo, who's having a breakout season uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. Interesting. He's, in nine starts, he's allowed um, no more than two earned runs. Or no, he's, earned, he's allowed more than two earned runs just once. Well, I, and I want to keep an eye on that NL Central base. The Cubs are, are up right now, but 
all five teams have strengths on that in that division. In the NL Central, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole division is separated by seven and a half games. And the Reds are probably the weakest team, but they've, they've got Castillo and Puig, and, and they, like, they can play. They're not bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Cubs are 24 and 14 with a winning percentage of 632. And they've just been lighting it up lately. Yeah. And, um, and they're, you know, the Reds are 18 and 23. But everyone is doing relatively well in that league. I mean, the Reds are the only ones below 500 right now. So I think the Reds ha- can do better than that, is what right. I'm saying. Who else and who, what other pitchers are getting votes? Um, so they listed the top three. Number two in the American League is Jose Barrios. Hmm. Um, who is the Twins. The Twins pitcher. He yeah. entered Monday's start with uh, a five-game winning streak. And um, he is, uh, I don't know, he's not doing as well, but I guess that he's, he's, had previous before like one bad start last week. He had previously allowed more than two earned runs just twice in the entire year. Um, but just one more note on Luis Castillo: he's he's pitching one point five one ERA and uh, with one hundred sixty eight batting average against and one hundred and four strikeouts <laughs> through nine innings so far. I mean that is freaking incredible. Yeah. Um. And number two for in the National League is Chris Paddock, who is a pitcher for uh, the San Diego Padres. <laughs> and he's a rookie, so, you know, this, this is kind of interesting because if he could keep up the pace and maybe um, pass Castillo or whatever over, of course, a long rest of the year. Um, he has a chance of joining Fernando Valenzuela, who was the only rookie to win the Cy Young Award also in 1981. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks very much, everybody. Um, This has been the A Block. That kind of felt good. We just talked about baseball for half an hour. I don't know. Got some shit out. I feel like it's been a while since we've just focused on the ins and outs of baseball for an entire episode. Uh, But we left a lot on the shelf, so be sure to tune in later this week. We're going to talk about some NBA basketball. We're going to try to talk Game of Thrones if I can keep my shit together. And also, (laughs) uh, I want to talk about some exciting updates from True Detective Season 3, Jupiter, Florida. Uh, season four. Four. Season four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Check us out on all your social media platforms, Apple, iTunes, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Tweet at us. Check us out on Instagram. Sam has been... Sam, it's up to you to get more Red Sox content on Instagram, because I'm not going to do that. Uh, check us out on soundcloud.com slash umpinhemp umpinhemp everyone and new this week check us out on podcasters.spotify.com we already have two followers 
Let's see who they are. Are they robots? Probably. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this has been Dump on the Up. My name is Joel for Sam and Eli. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Thank you.